Hello and welcome back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today we are sitting down in the bourbon bunker at a friend of ours' house, and uh, we are sitting with not only Mr. Opfo Fanboy. In the house! But we also have Miss Sarah Young with us today. How are we doing today, Sarah? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good, good, good. So I wanted to talk with you. I, I was hoping you'd say I'm peachy because that's what my drink is. I am actually just peachy. Thank you for asking. <laughs> so Sarah uh, is a, I'm going to call her a mixologist. Was that okay? Yeah. Some Bartender? people are offended by that, but I, I, I like to call myself an alchemist, but I think mixologist Alchemist works. is great. So <laughs> do, have you ever met Alan Bishop? I have not. So Alan calls himself the alchemist. He is the distiller at the Spirits of French Lick. So for well, those of need a, to talk. for those of us that are grammatically challenged, what does alchemist mean? Okay, first of all, I don't. I, I think that's you know grammatically challenged. <laughs> it's an interesting oh, word to use. Damn, first. are you calling me dumb already? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I am. love it. <laughs> I mean, let's just go back to the mixology thing. I I want to say that there is a that in the in the industry sometimes people get offended when you call them mixologist even though it's okay like, you won't offend me so, today so but why, I might why would the word mixologist be I think because it, it's a title of like prestige when you just want to serve people i think that's my biggest thing is i just want to i just want to serve people i just want to uh, like create a hospitality environment i am not offended by it because i think if somebody calls me that that means they see me as doing a really good job and uh you know it, it might be prestige at that from their perspective so well, so I, I look at that as being you excel at something, right? Right. So if you allergy, excel at something, right? allergy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I excel at drinking. What does that make me? You're a drinkologist. Imbibologist, I think that is actually. Imbibologist. Imbibologist. Yeah. I the, just call an alcoholic. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the engineered in me is not familiar with all of these words you're using. <laughs> The engineer. About to blow your grammatical mind right now, Josh. Damn it, I love it. <laughs> Have an idea. Sarah's smarter than both of us put together. <laughs> it doesn't take much. I'm also a writer, by the way. That's S- I love. Words. Scott's really good at the maths. Well, let's uh, let's do some math on these these cocktails then. Let's talk about that. Computers computers are helping me with math. I'm not really that great at math. My wife is a math hey, teacher. Do you remember back in the '80s when they told us you wouldn't have a calculator in your pocket all the time? Yes. And now you do. That's right. Yeah, you just never know. You're not going to have a calculator. You might as well go ahead and, and figure that out. It can even yeah. be a scientific calculator. <laughs> it can be. Word. Oh Was that a cell phone, Josh? <laughs> no. No, I carry this on my watch. You remember that Casio <laughs> that had all the scientific oh, yeah. crap on it? There was all, a whole button, a whole calculator button. See, right the, here. It's on yeah. my wrist. I can yeah. see it. <laughs> they so, made that up. Anyway. So I'm going to get one on an, on the Amazon. Back to Sarah. You're so rude. We were talking about Sarah. Yeah, this is about me, Josh. Okay. Hey, it's not all about you. Even though you're a millennial, it's not all about you. <laughs> there's no I in team, but there's an M and an E, right? There's multiple <laughs> I's in millennial, okay? <laughs> so and, anyway. And I may be a millennial as well, so don't be offended. We wanted you got to stop saying that to me. <laughs> we wanted, don't be offended. We wanted to invite Sarah out because Did she, we really? Yes, absolutely. But she's already offended me a couple of times, Scott. That's not saying much. You're easily offended. Old Faux Fanboy does not get offended. <laughs> anyway. Did you know that today <laughs> I had some Old Faux on tap? That crap is freaking awesome. I had never had Old Faux on tap today. Even though it's the 86 proof. Yeah. That's quality stuff. I hear you. I hear you. Let's roll on. All right. So, Sarah. Keep yes. us on task. Sarah has has been gracious enough to... She's wanting to laugh over there, and she's like, I'm going to laugh, bro. I just don't want to do it in the mic. It sounds like I'm spitting. It's, it's okay. <laughs> so, 
So uh, we we are doing a couple of charity events over the next month or so. Too many. Too many. Yep. And and everybody that knows the podcast knows that Josh and I are are, are junkies for the for the good old fashioned uh, charity world. So we are doing one for the Education Foundation and one for Maker Thirteen just in the month of September alone. And we got we got another one later on in the year. So do we? Yeah, we do. I haven't told you about it yet. Damn it, Scott. So anyway, so <laughs> Sarah is going to be our. Our creative drink consultant. and, oh, and alchemist. That's what alchemist, she said. That's right. Our alchemist. And uh, we're going to talk to her about but drinks. She wouldn't describe what an alchemist is. Well, you keep going off track here, Josh, not me. I'm ADD. <laughs> that's what it is. It has nothing to do with Squirrel. the 4, 4 p.m. drinking time. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> So, so anyway, so for we'll just talk about the Education Foundation event because it's the one that's just right around the corner. We've got a couple of drinks that you made for us tonight, which, by the way, I've tried both of them, and they are fantastic. What's um, the one in front of you right now? This one is the, she's called it the, the Fuzzy Mule. <laughs> the Fuzzy Mule. <laughs> eh, I don't like a mule. That's all right. You don't have to like the mule, but it, it's very tasty. It's got a... The some, mule's just an ugly horse. An ugly horse? Yeah. Go ahead. Wow. It's also just an ass. Same thing. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's just a Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag harsh. <laughs> so tell us about, you know, cocktails. Why did you get involved with cocktails, alchemy, you know, making <laughs> different drinks, uh, all that type of stuff, sir? Well, um, I have been a uh, in the service industry as a uh, some type of server, waitress, hostess, whatever, for 20 years. Um, but I think my first job was at McDonald's. Uh, but... we're going 13 years back I became a bartender and it was you know slinging and ringing just doing the thing and the first job I had the the woman who trained me um, specifically fired me uh, two months into it and she said hey um, I know you're you know you really like this but this isn't the job for you I don't think you're ever going to be a bartender and she kind of said it quietly like that like implying that 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 I wasn't able to do it and I out of spite decided to be a really badass bartender after that I was like okay well you can't just tell me I can't do that this is what I like to do already I know I like to do it I like to drink I like to serve people drinks I like to get drunk wait wait, you like to drink I do it's true it's a it's a real problem but but, I mean when it comes down to a problem if you quit (laughs) actually it's only a problem if you don't know it is Uh -uh. I guess that's true well, either way, uh, you know, fast forward to um, 2008, um, and I moved to Louisville and uh, started getting really... 2008? You were like six then. I was. That's true. I was six years old when I started uh, bartending in Louisville. Uh, there, there was no drinking laws back then. Uh, <laughs> they were, but they had already cut out smoking in bars in Louisville, so... It was yeah. healthy for me. It was fine. Okay. Uh, but uh, I, I ran into a lot of wonderful people that way through that uh, in the Highlands scene. And I, I, I learned the art of uh, high volume bartending, but the cocktailing only came in maybe within the last five years, uh, which kind of craft cocktail concepts are really emerging in the hospitality industry regardless. I'm sure you've noticed that going out to bars. Everybody's got craft cocktails. I, I haven't noticed because I just drink it neat. Well, and that's uh, you but know, to each their own. This peach thing, pretty good. See? And you know whose idea that was? It was Scott Minton's idea. Um, no, I just, no. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you asked me where my origin of cocktails are. I, I worked at a place called Odeon on Story Avenue, um, which is a great little vibe of a lounge, kind of 70s, 60s style lounge. Very cool. Shag carpet, fire, fire pit. Was it orange carpet? 
It was green. It was like a beautiful dark Holy green. Holy crap! Mm-hmm. It was very cool. And there was a there was a uh, well, that's between Melwood music and, venue. That was between Melwood and um, Frankfurt, right? Yes, uh, right there next to the old Butchertown Pizza. I guess it's now Hog Hogfather. Yeah, um, uh, near High Horse. They've since closed down, um, but I learned a lot in the time there. The uh, you know, they, they gave me a lot of free reign to help with their cocktail programming. I, I learned a lot about the art of really taking my time. It wasn't a place where I ever felt rushed. You know, I brought up the high volume stuff. That was just slinging and ringing nonstop. And I loved it. There was something about it that I just really enjoyed. But there's really nothing about having a packed full bar and people wait for you to serve a drink that takes you 10 minutes to make because they want that love and that craft in it. So I started really finding it to be more of an artistry than just a, a revenue for me. It was really so enjoyable. So, and it's been the only job that I've really uh, kept all these years, even though I've, uh, I have two children, I just keep that on the side. It's a very good, you know, thing for me to do to just get my sanity. Um, and now here we are, um, and I'm, uh, I'm trying really hard to try and form my own version of that um, as a writer, as a cocktail artist, as a, a mom. I need something that I want to grow on, and I need something that I want to make a signature of my own. So I decided I wanted to create a business in which I and I also have event coordinating um, history um, experience. So I, I really want to try and make events really special for people and no matter what that is. Um, and even if it even if it comes down to mocktails, I know Josh would probably shake his head at does that. Does booze help make those things Booze special? does, but I have I have okay. served uh, you know, the AA crowd before. I've served baby showers before and people still enjoy themselves. If you have the right atmosphere you and you know what you're doing and you put passion into it, then I think that that's what it comes down to. Put a sorority girl in there and everything's fun. Yeah, that's so, very so you, true. You mentioned mocktails. Have you, have you tried any of the... Uh, it, it's called no, it's non-alcoholic bourbon. Like there's a company out of Lexington, or I have been hearing it? about it. I have not tried it yet. I've been wanting to. But I'm kind of, I'm very curious about that. Yeah, I've have not you? tried it yet. No, I, I I think Matt was the one that introduced me to that, and I'm just kind of curious to see exactly what that's going to look like or what it tastes like. I guess more than anything else, like is it chemically? Is it not? I mean, does it does it come across as real bourbon? So well, I've seen. I was um, hoping maybe you'd tried it. No, I, I haven't. I've only just experienced with like, you know, just making mocktails for people. But um, I've, I've seen ads for um, like a gin style thing. And I, I wonder, I'm very curious about that because I do like gin and I would love to see what somebody tries to make a knockoff of gin that's not an alcoholic. It'd be so, really interesting. gin is disgusting. I, I don't like gin, but there is one gin in the area that I do enjoy. Do you, do you, can you guess what you think it is? Um, rabbit uh, hole? Yes, rabbit hole is uh, gin. Oh, did you guess before I did? She Thank did. you. I appreciate that. He, he's I was asshole. helping he you because I knew the answer. <laughs> you didn't give me any time, but, Josh. But gin is disgusting either way. Well, I mean, and you've never had one of my cocktails with it, so there's that. So Good deal. <laughs> so tell me, what, what what's your favorite cocktail? Like, is it just something you make off the fly, or is it something like you really love a whiskey sour? I mean, what's your favorite? Let's, let's, what, let's, wait a let's, second. What what's your favorite? Wh- what is a whiskey sour? Because I don't drink them. Okay, well, let me let me first answer that question, and that question is really good. Um, so the question of what is my favorite, it does come down to when you're, when I'm a bartender, when I'm sitting behind that side of the bar, and I'm trying to serve people. I really want them to, you know, challenge me. So my favorite is really being asked, uh, you know, what, what's your favorite to make, or what, you know, can you make me something surprise? I really love coming up with custom cocktails like that. there are so many bartenders in the industry that do not like doing that. They don't, you know, that's an annoyance for you to come up and go, oh my gosh, what's your favorite drink to make? Or, you know, what, can you just surprise me? But I love to do it. And that's why I loved Odeon because I had the chance to do it. I had an opportunity. It was like everything was laid out for me. All I had to do was paint the canvas. Um, 
So, uh, but when it comes to my favorite cocktail to make, I really do love whiskey sours. So we're leading into your question. What is a whiskey sour? Well, it's a classic cocktail. Um, and I love that classic cocktail. It originated from like the 1800s when they were traveling across vessels and having to keep their sailors from getting too drunk, but also keeping them from getting scurvy. So they mixed the spirits and citrus. They learned that lemon and lime were great inhibitors of scurvy symptoms. So they... Vitamin C, right? Mm-hmm. And so they just, you know, the, the captains were tired of their, their, their teams getting drunk all the time and just spending their time just pulling down alcohol but were they really tired of their teams getting drunk well i mean if you think about it like how can you operate a vessel across an ocean just hammered all the time there's no way that's you know sustainable for days on end it's good for morale (laughs) (laughs) this this is from the engineer he's building your bridges (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa! either way um the whiskey sour i think i think the egg white originated in boston i want to say that's the boston sour origination and the, I, I want to say the reason because of that was to add substance into that. I'm not 100% sure, but that is my favorite way to make a whiskey sour is with the egg white separated. And, you know, it's a classic pour. It's two ounces of whiskey or bourbon and one ounce is simple. And then you add your one ounce of lemon in there and you uh, separate an egg white. And that's shake it up and you never use ice. So you shake, only, shake, shake. You like two, two or three cubes of ice and it creates a foam like a froth. It's a texture. You should let me make you one, and then you might change your mind about how how great it is. I keep thinking about butter beer because I'm going to Universal this weekend, <laughs> and I'm wondering how do I make the butter beer froth on top? Um, you put beer in a cup and you butter no, it. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's like caramel butterscotch. I don't know. I don't I, know what the butter beer you're talking about. I apologize. I digress. I was thinking like what you were talking about was like the LaFouze brew from Disney World, but you're not oh, going to No, we're talking about Harry Potter. Yeah. There's a butter brew. beer in there. Gotcha. Butter beer, it's like butterscotch. When Odeon was having their Harry Ode- Potter thing, they Odeon. actually they had yeah, the, the, the bar the she bar. worked at. Oh, okay. Are, they you, had, are you even paying attention? <laughs> I don't pay attention very much. <laughs> Squirrel. Squirrel. Anyway, they had a butter beer um for their event and it was delicious. It was like a vanilla. I can't even remember how they how they mixed it up. I don't remember now, but anyway, continue with the question, Scott. Because Josh wants to interrupt us. Squirrel. So Squirrel. one of the one of the really cool things that I've uh, noticed by your your display here that you have in front of us is the, your um, squirrel knack for simple syrups, different varieties. You've got your own craft cocktail cherries, all that stuff. It's okay. Noise is okay. Cauld- cauldron cherries. Cauldron cherries. So t- like tell that. us a little bit about that. How did you get into you know making your own simples? You know what's your favorites? You know what. what but what's your go-to in that? Maybe area? that's a great question in itself. How do you make simple syrup for the person that's just like, hey, I want some simple syrup? There you go. Well, simple syrup is so useful in any cocktail. So yes, it's it's a one-to-one ratio of sugar to water, and you just boil it. And once it finishes boiling, you mix it and you pull it off the heat. And if you are lucky and you have like a, um, for example, with the peach simple, you just let that peach sit after it's been heated, and you pull it off the heat, and that peach just settles. All the juices settle in from that heat slowly kind of cooking itself into that flavor so you don't cook the peach in it no 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 you drop the peach in with everything and then and then once that heat is once it's removed from heat you allow you allow that peach to kind of simmer in there gotcha while it's kind of slowing slowly cooling do you have any opinion on regular simple syrup versus brown sugar simple syrup well i do really love brown sugar 
<laughs> like I, I actually, I'm she whispered. It. Well, I really do I, brown sugar. when I was a kid, I, I used to actually like secretly take chunks of brown sugar from the pantry oh. when my mom was. I, I thought I, you were going to tell us you were making old fashions with <laughs> brown sugar simple syrup as a kid. I, I actually, um, I used a brown sugar vanilla simple syrup for a cocktail competition that I was in last year, um, and it was. My favorite cocktail I've ever made, and I had rose petals as a garnish in it. It was so good. It was, mm, rose petals, mm-hmm. huh? It was, it was delicious. So brown sugar, simple syrup with vanilla. So have you ever made your own vanilla? That's a, that's an even better question. Um, You mean from the vanilla bean? Yeah, like yes. actually take the vanilla yeah. beans, I, soak it in whiskey or whatever. Well, I, I, you know, I, I actually just put that into the simple recipe. I, I didn't read anything on it. I just... Dropped it into the water to see what happened. But I mean, it, it, when you make vanilla, like vanilla extract, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that just vanilla I, and alcohol? Yes, but when you're not extracting it, you're just trying. I mean, like, there's there's a difference when you're putting it in the simple syrup. You can just drop that, like that whole entire the vanilla bean. I guess it's yeah. called sprig, the pod. but bend, yeah, the pod. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and you pop it into the water, and it just it will settle in there, just like what I'm talking about with the peaches, as it cools. Huh. And it's just an interesting way so to extract. So you cut it. it open, so um, the, the the black particles. I think the way that it's, the way I recall it, when you purchase it, it's already kind of split, so you don't have to worry gotcha. about that. Um, so. It feels like we're way off topic. What are we talking about? We're talking about cocktails. You were the one who asked about simple syrups, mister. Yeah, but we started talking about (laughs) vanilla beans, which had nothing to do with my simple syrup. Well, and as you see, there is a wide array of simple syrup because you asked me what my favorite simple was. I don't have a favorite. I will say that I have a real love for that lavender one. That lavender one, it works with everything. It works with gin. It works with vodka. It works with coffee, (laughs) which is weird. It works with... Whiskey sours, which I just you know tried to make, um, and I mean I I love lavender as it as a smell, but I never thought it would taste so good, just paired with so, some sugar. So. so I'm gonna have to try it later because lavender scares me a little bit. Why? If you don't like it, I'll drink it. How it's just that? real florally. You, you know what? My favorite. That's why it goes well with gin. Simple syrup exploration came out to be as a part of a brown sugar bourbon mimosa. Mm. Uh, around the holidays, okay. uh, I started mixing an old forester with brown sugar, simple syrup, uh, a little bit of um, champagne. Yeah. I think it was champagne. Uh, Madeira cherry or whatever, mm-hmm. the Luxardo cherries kind of thing. And freaking phenomenal. Yeah. That sounds so lovely. I, I found that the bourbon drinkers like the 100 proof signature old forester. And my non-bourbon drinkers like the 86 proof uh, old foe. So it was the brown sugar bourbon mimosa. And I think I tried it at a restaurant somewhere out on the East End or in the LaGrange area that's not familiar to me on a regular basis. I can see where that old foe sig would really complement brown brown sugar simple really well. I love that. That sounds delicious. So Sarah, tell us what kind of events you like to do. Um, well, right now, um, I'm open to all sorts of a wide variety. Uh, the idea is that you can get anywhere from, you know, a small dinner party, kind of like what we have experienced, but also in a wider range, um, you know, 25 to 50, 50 to 100. But the ideal party for me is a party that um, wants, you know, art, an artistic touch, a custom, you know, concept behind it. Um, one of the the concepts behind my actual business is that I plan on introducing a literary concept behind it. So if somebody were to say to me, Hey, um, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting married and I want a uh, reception and I've, uh, my husband and I, or my fiance and I want our own cocktail featured on the bar. 
his and hers cocktails, our favorite song is this and this, you know, or our favorite poem is this and this, or our favorite book is this and this. I will take an excerpt from that song, poem, you know, book, whatever, and create cocktails based on that. And that, the idea is to create, um, you know, I have a lot of writer in me that doesn't get explored in other regions, but these are my two favorite passions. So I get, if I can just like make a cocktail from it, I I can see where people would love that. And I, I've, I've experienced making cocktails with songs before because Odeon used to do song, like entire albums where we would create concept albums that are just nothing but cocktails. Um, so we did a Billy Joel, we did a Thundercat, we did a couple other ones. Um, so I really want to ask if you could do a Hootie and the Blowfish. One. I know you do. I was waiting for that, actually. <laughs> a Hold My Hand cocktail? Um, mm, probably not, but go ahead. No, I mean, uh, you know, just tell me what Hootie song you want, and I'll make you a cocktail. I will send you that <sighs> recipe. <laughs> I got to go see the Hootie and the Blowfish monument in Columbia, South Carolina. There's a, a few monument. Years. Yes. <laughs> I mean, listen, they are the biggest thing out of Columbia, South Carolina, for sure. Well, they're probably the only thing out of Columbia, South Carolina, but okay. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> they have the world's largest uh, fire hydrant in Columbia, South Carolina as well. I've been there. I've seen that, actually. That's, that's crazy. Lovely. Interesting. I digress. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, Scott? <laughs> Squirrel. Wow, now I get to talk. Um, so, so you do parties of all sizes, up to large events, things to that nature. Um, you've got you know, people that can help you. Like if somebody had a wedding for 400 people, that's something you could do. That's a lot of people. That, I don't even like 200 people. <laughs> other than 400. You know, ideally as I am, I am, I'm growing. So I'm, I'm, I'm in my infancy stages of, of business growing, but I do have um, a partnership with a local business. Um, they, they are known as the alcove. They go under bad cat boutique um, as their LLC and they, they do run uh, their licensing and insurancing through that. So I am capable of staffing through them. Uh, we work together as kind of a, a collaborative effort to grow each other's businesses. And they, uh, be- because of their help, uh, I believe that we would be able to uh, get up to 400 people. And, you know, the, I prefer as a person, I prefer more intimate events because I get to interact with the guests on a different level. But, um, you know, I've definitely served 400 person events before. And so we are welcoming any type of events that, that could come our way. The idea is just to um, create a novel, like a unique concept versus just, you know, if you're, if you're a person that just doesn't want a standard uh, wedding, I um, have a lot of experience in weddings. I had a surprise wedding myself. I have uh, uh, coordinated a shotgun wedding. I've coordinated a, uh, a, a secret wedding. I've coordinated an elopement before. So I know a lot about what different styles there could be involved with weddings. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying that we only do weddings. I've actually done celebrations of life too, so funerals. Um, but I guess the idea behind it is that everything deserves a celebration and I love to party. So that's what I want. I want a celebration of life. I want it. I want my wife and absolutely. So if I die before you die, Josh, just, just tell the wife. You are older than me. I am. It's a good shot, but you drink more than me. (laughs) (laughs) My liver is primed. (laughs) Primed to say the least. (laughs) But that being said, I I, I want y'all to have a, a fat ass party if I die before you. And just make sure that, you know, my wife carries it out. Can, can oh, it's on record lots now. Lots of bourbon. It's on record can now. Can we have a brisket? I don't give a shit what you have, man. We're going to roast I, an I, entire pig. Now, now I'm, I'm going to be turned into ashes. I'm going to be I'm going to be that. And then everybody has to take a capsule or a pill of, of my ashes when, when they have a drink. At oh, the it's end of the like night. a Matrix-style yeah, so, death. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen then. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> All right. So back to cocktails. Yeah. 
Tell, what, tell us about actually what we're drinking. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about the cocktails for this event. That's a yeah, good idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> so tell us about the two cocktails that you've made up. And uh, if we don't, maybe we should make both, but I don't know. Do you no. think we should pick one? Yeah, I mean, I already picked. You already picked one, Josh? I think that we should feature both. I, I wasn't expecting you guys to choose one or the other. I was expecting you to tell me, okay, let's tweak both of them in the way that we like them, and we will roll with both of them. If you only want one for the event, that's fine. But what I've chosen here, uh, Scott and I had spoken at the beginning phases of planning here, and we had talked about how he really liked ginger tastes, and he wanted to feature a peach kind of taste in the um, in the process of the recipe. Um, so I'm a huge old fashioned fan. Uh, I love uh, riffing old fashions. I could do it all day. Uh, it's, uh, you know, from tequila old fashioned to gin old fashioned, I can do just all sorts of fun things there, with that. There shall be no tequila. <laughs> well, not, I do not, not do at your bar either. Really, that's okay. You know, to each their own. Again, so but we are now at a stage where I've I've found I I, I worked pretty hard on it this weekend and served a lot of people different versions of the old fashioned you're drinking in front of you. So um, Scott and Josh have peach uh, a smoky peach old-fashioned so what i've done is i've uh, i've smoked peaches and boiled them into a simple Millions syrup and then i also um took separate peaches and made them into a simple uh, simple syrup and so we have two separate flavors that are going into this um old-fashioned the old-fashioned is um you know a, a standard old-fashioned it's got um some cherries that i've been uh fermenting with um a, a mixture of things that's why i called them my cauldron cherries and i'm not going to leave out my recipe on the podcast um but you're going to let me put it on a coaster that's laser etched into you life get the recipe for the drink that's what you get Sweet. um but you guys uh you guys are drinking it with you do rye. not get the cauldron is what she's saying yeah you don't get to is know it, what's in the cauldron that's my i'm the, a witch the leaky cauldron <laughs> So here we are with yours, which is a peach, a smoky peach old fashioned, Josh. And then I guess technically Scott has both. He's double fisting. Um, so he has. He's big time. He has a smoky peach old fashioned, which he's finishing the fruit on right now. It looks like it's delicious. Nom, nom, and nom. then um, he's also drinking a, um, I called it a fuzzy, fuzzy bluegrass mule or a fuzzy mule. Um, and it is a, um, so it's a two parts bourbon, uh, one part um, regular peach simple syrup and then we added a, a fresh squeeze of orange juice topped it with ginger ale or topped it with ginger beer um and then just did a peach slice on the side of that for a garnish and then the old-fashioned is a smoky peach old-fashioned which we decided did not have enough peach in it so we added a we went from adjusted the recipe from i think it was a half ounce to now an ounce it has an ounce of smoked peach simple syrup in it um and we're using that with rye i think do you guys like it with the rye i do like it with the rye I, I wanted to feature a rye because, you know, there's going to be people at this event that want that as well. But if uh, we can go both ways with it. I think that some of the people that are here tonight are also drinking bourbon. So we can we can do whatever we want with it. Honestly. Absolutely. It's versatile. Um, but it is a standard old fashioned kind of build. Uh, there's a, an orange muddle in there, a couple cherries, um, some bitters. And then you just muddle it in with the whatever spirit of choice. And then it is topped with a peach peel. Um which I think brings out a good flavor and aroma in there as well. So, not only that, like you kind of rolled it around the inside of the glass, so mm -hmm. that that flavor from the peach pill itself like adds an extra pop to it. I like that. Absolutely, it kind, mm. of, kind of expresses itself. A little oomph. That's right. Yeah, and there's nothing like a good taste and smell of a peach when you're drinking um, a spirit that like it's it's already the spirit's forward in your mouth, but then you get that speech aftertaste, the peach aftertaste, and I think that's phenomenal. Absolutely. So, 
Word. Any thoughts, Josh? Squirrel. Squirrel. No, it was real. Actually, very good. Uh, the initial um, flavor of it caught me a little off guard because I had drink been drinking bourbon uh, tonight. But the rye itself, I love rye and a strong rye. And even though I don't like New Riff rye, which was what was this? We, was we made chose with, New Riff for that, yeah. Um, it was a, a very good cocktail, and I I wouldn't turn it down at all. Okay. No, absolutely. I like an old fashioned. Scott knows I don't like new riffs, so right. It's a it's a known thing for me. Yeah, it's just a personal thing. I mean, everybody's got everybody's got their thing, right? Mm-hmm. Old, old faux fanboy will drink anything old Forester, though. Absolutely. So we, I, I guess if they made it with an old Forester rye, you would appreciate it more. I'd probably have a nightmare that night after <laughs> drinking the old Forester rye, but whatever, you know. <laughs> but that being said, so both, both both drinks were excellent, and that's one of the things I really appreciated about the fact that you know when when you said you were going to work with us on this thing, I was like, hey, this is an idea I've got, and you kind of took it and ran with it, and and, and made up two things that were very crafty and unique, and and, and both tasted great. So they've both been selected. Is that what we were saying? No, I think we should. We yeah. should definitely. If if you're okay with making both, I'm I'm okay with having both. You yeah. know, we just that just means we just got to buy a little extra ginger beer. Yeah. Or ginger ale. It'd probably <laughs> be cheap ginger ale though. Cause, you know, we're working on a budget here. Oh, not Bundaberg. Not Bundaberg. Can we use Vernon's? No. No. I don't like. I'd rather ha- I'd rather have discuss this. I'd rather have no Canada Vernons. Dry Bold than I would <laughs> Verner's, but that's just me. How about just, Cranberry? Can you just get the Kroger dry? version of all of that, and we'll be good. Like it's, no uh, Vernons. So you know what? I don't. I, it's probably been about ten years since I had Canada, like the actual Kroger version of ginger ale. Is it? Is it got a little bit more bite? I mean, it's 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 just Kroger ginger ale. It's it's mediocre, but it's, it's not Vernons. So it, I just is, is it better than Canada Dry Bold? I've never had Canada Dry Bold. All right, so you might have to try that between yeah. now and the event. Is it just very gingery? I think it's got it's got more pop than regular Canada Dry does. Okay, fair enough. Hey, uh, I don't care either way. I know you don't, because you're not going to drink one. It doesn't go in my drink. That's right. Josh is going to drink Old Forester that night. Well, I think the night we're, we're hosting is, is very much a bourbon-featured event, so I don't think you're going to have a lot of people that are going to care if they have that old-fashioned. I think they'd almost rather have that. It seems like the people I, that are coming are going to probably want that. So Gotcha. And I do love a strong rye-forward drink. There you go. So Just maybe not it. with New Riff. <laughs> so, Sarah. Yes. For people that want to reach you, find out more about you, book you for an event, things to that nature, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, currently, there's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm early in my marketing stage, so the best way to do that would be to reach me, reach out with me on Facebook um, or Instagram. I am Sarah Universe on Instagram, and I am uh, Sarah Young, spelled with an H, the H is silent and young as in forever young. Um, so you can find me. Um, the so problem you better is spell that because people are not good. So like Sarah, S-A-R-A-H. Um, that's a good point. I'm an engineer. Young. I can't spell. Y-O-U-N-G. Y-O-U-N-G. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, the, the, you know, the, the, my name is quite popular. So another way that they could get a hold of me if they wanted to or talk to anybody about the events is they could reach out to the Bad Cat Boutique. Um, which is a gallery and downtown that is partnering with me to create licensing and insurancing so that we can do catering across the, the state. Um, and that, that there is a number, if you Google it, you can look it up and you can search up the Bad Cat Boutique. Bad Cat Boutique. Mm-hmm. And yep. what about an email address? Um, my email address is all spelled out one word. Um, the letters forever, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, Young, Y-O-U-N-G, at oh. Gmail. Oh, so the H was in Sarah. I'm sorry. Forever Squirrel. Sarah Young, like Sorry, Forever Young, like Rod Stewart, or is that where that came or like from? Bob Dylan, or, or Bob like Dylan. or like what is the the other song? It's it's by uh, not the airplanes, but it's a good one. 
Forever young. Yeah. I want to um, be yeah. forever yeah. young. Yeah. yeah. I got you. Forever Sarah Young at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Did you forget already, Josh? Uh, you, you know, back in like 2004, do you remember when Gmail started? I do remember that, yes. I was like, the Gmail. Early, the you know, early. Yahoo now is Ymail. I still have a Hotmail account. Hot do you have mail. an AOL account? I, uh, my AOL account, I've been banned from AOL. They don't like me. Ooh. It's a dirty story Ooh, for another time. <laughs> That's going to be definitely another next, story. <laughs> next story. So, all right. And if you want to find Bourbon Barrel Talk, you can find us on our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook page. You can also hit us up on our Bourbon Barrel Talk at gmail.com. Tweet, tweet. You can also <laughs> instant message us on Facebook, which is my favorite and easiest way to get in touch with me. Because you're old. It com- well, it comes right to my phone. It's, it's, it's way easier. I don't have to log in Because you set up the notifications. I did set up notifications. Exactly okay. right. So that's so he's not that old. He knows how to set up a notification. Nah, it happened automatically. <laughs> <laughs> it probably did happen automatically. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, you can also check out the website. Like I said, it's under uh, construction right now. So uh, there's not a whole lot of information on there. But if you want to check it out, check it out. Um, this is Scott, old 4 fanboy, and Sarah signing off. Peace out. Thank you.